This is Faith. And this is Anna. And you are listening to Let's Let's Just Go Go For One. One. This podcast is sponsored by Nicholas Ludwa, managing partner of Harbortown Financial Group. Nick builds customized financial plans for individuals, families, and small businesses. He focuses on retirement, investment, and insurance planning for individuals and businesses. From detailed retirement plans to just getting started, Nick can help you every step of the way. Nick also offers securities and investment advisory services through Equitable Advisors, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Harbortown Financial Group is not a registered investment advisor and is not owned or operated by Equitable Advisors or its affiliates. For a customized financial plan, call Nick at 716-356-3300 or email nick, N-I-C-K, at harbortownfinancial.com. to our podcast we're real excited to be here we're part half of us are hungover me faith i am (laughs) you are because thank you very much i am 15 days sober oh it has nothing to do with the fact that you had major surgery nope not at all (laughs) nope not even a little bit of you i'm very proud of you thank you thank you Um, i'm not gonna lie this feels really nice i i would probably pay a lot of money to not feel as crappy as I do today, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, first, welcome to Let's Just Go For One. <laughs> Make sure you guys follow us on social media. Oh, I had a new thing I was going to say in the beginning about like make sure you listen to us. Oh, I don't remember what it was. Aren't they already listening at that point? Subscribe. Yes. Subscribe. Follow. Rate, but like review. I, I heard like verbiage that I was like, oh, we should be saying that too. Oh, I don't remember what it is. Great. So well, you're stuck with I'm regular mediocre say, us. I'm just going to say if you could start writing stuff down, <laughs> that would be great. I feel like that would be really helpful for all of us. I either come in with like a notebook of notes or yeah, nothing. Exactly. Like either you have like a binder full of notes or you have zero and you're like, zero. Oh, I had something, but I forgot. The thing is, I always think of stuff when I'm blow drying. 
I think it's so much when I'm blow drying because the blow dry usually takes like 20 minutes. Yeah. I can't talk to my client because mm-hmm. my blow dryer is loud. Mm-hmm. So it's and that sound, I think it like I get into like and it's a repetitive motion over and over and right. over. Right. It's kind of like my meditative state. Yeah. I have the best ideas, the best like I'm so clear headed when I blow dry. Mm-hmm. And then the second I'm done blow drying, like they're like, oh my God, let me hear what let's take pictures. Let's do it. And I forget everything that I just thought about. That it's sucks. like dreaming. That sucks. So I always <sighs> think of like good weight what's when I'm blow drying mm-hmm. and then I'm done blow drying and it's like it's like short term memory loss again. Dory. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we are back in person today. Yes. How are you feeling, my friend? I'm okay right now. This is super exciting. I am now down to only taking one source of pain relief <laughs> and also no more stool softener. So this is oh, super exciting. That oh, is and, exciting. And I'm out of my bed. I know. Yeah. And you're Which in my really house. Oh. I, ooh. oh, that was weird. You Some- just turned your mic off. I don't know what you're, I'm doing. You're today. back now. You're good. I'm back. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. So this is very exciting. I finally feel what a difference a week makes. Let me tell you, you are like an entirely different person from when I saw you last Monday. I know. So Faith took me to the doctor. Thank you. Thanks, mom. Um. She drove Miss Daisy, and it was like they told me I have another three to four weeks before I'm a hundred percent. Which I was mainly upset because I'm like. Am I ever going to be able to work out again? Because I'll tell you what, that's a real source of mental health for me. Uh-huh. So not being able to do it is has been challenging. Um, but I still, I can leave my house for like a little bit at a time, but it's still, you know, a process of healing. Sure. I and still got some pain. You have makeup on. I know. I know. Well, because I, I thought we were going to take a picture today. So I'm like, ugh, let me try to do something. My oh, hair is dirty, though. We can still take a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can take a picture. We'll take a picture. Yeah. I don't want that makeup to go to waste. Your makeup Thank looks you. beautiful. I I've rubbed my it. face eight times, so I don't know what my makeup looks like anymore. It's, it looks great. Oh, good. You're good to go. It hasn't moved. Okay, perfect. Good for you. Uh, drink of the podcast. I'm looking at yours. I'm going to assume that's Diet Coke. It's a Diet Coke because that is my to-go hangover cure. Yeah, yeah. I've got some herbal tea. Oh, nice. I actually, I don't think you're supposed to do this. What? But I put a liquid IV in there. Oh, (laughs) I feel like that contradicts it. Yeah, because I, because soda is like a dehydrator. The thought of water sounds terrible. You know, when like, I love water. Like it's all I drink and I never drink pop. I only drink pop if I'm hungover Mm -hmm. and I never drink it like ever. Like I'm a huge water person, but when I am hungover, the thought of water, like going, like drinking it, it just is repulsive. No, I get that. But I was like, I need to be hydrated. So I put a liquid IV in my Coca-Cola and it's fantastic. (laughs) Like a new level. (laughs) I love it. Not sponsored by either of those things. That is so funny. So anyways, um, I'd like to kick it off with hearing about what's going on astrologically. Oh, well, get ready. Number one, we started with the Beatles, Here Comes the Sun, because happy spring equinox, Faith. Yay. At 1154 or 1155 today. Oh, officially, I'm sorry, or 1133. Uh, (laughs) Same thing. Yeah. It's when the March equinox happens. So right now we're in the afternoon. Um, So it's officially spring. This is super (laughs) exciting. Listen, guys, it's getting better from here. Okay. (laughs) We're coming out of 
the Venus retrograde that really was a doozy for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Venus retrograde threw everybody for a loop. She fucked shit. Because I feel like she came into, like, she swooped in, like, for people who don't know or haven't been, like, keeping up, when Mm -hmm. did Venus retrograde start? So she started her shadow, like, around, like, November, I want to say, like, around, like, the 18th or 19th. So I feel like for us, this is, like, not that we were coming out of COVID because it obviously had another Omicron came back around the holidays, like Santa, which was fun, (laughs) Um, and spread to all the land. Yes. And, um, but I feel like it was, like, we're hitting, like, this is the second Christmas where we're dealing with this stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I felt like it was at a time where people were ready to like have a normal holiday, have a normal Thanksgiving, like, right. And then like Venus retrograde came in and I, I just feel like this time that all of us were looking for this like fresh start and everything coming out of COVID. Venus was like, mm, no, bitch. yeah, she's like, hold on. You have an anchor attached to you. That's <laughs> called me. <laughs> And I, same with like, you know, 2022, it's like January 1st, 2022, new year, new me. And if you Mm, didn't get Omicron, you had Venus retrograde fucking your shit up, which was awesome because I got both in January. (laughs) A lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. Both double whammy in January. So I'm the kind of person who, as much as this stuff sucks, like for me, I'm like, yeah, bring it. Let's move past this. Let's drop the old shit that I don't need anymore. Right now I'm in the middle of taking this, um, diving into the shadow class from one of the astrologers that I follow. So it's every Saturday he goes through, um, he's got like a two hour zoom call and he takes us through exercises and stuff to really like dig up more shit because not enough happened during Venus. Apparently (laughs) I'm like, yeah, let's keep going with this. Let's keep going with this. So it's been also eye-opening. Also, I've been in my bed for two weeks. So, and I still have like another couple of weeks to kind of get my shit together here. So I'm like, this seems like a good time to stay home and just keep crying. So let's do that. (laughs) Let's do that. I really have a weird way of having fun. But this is what (laughs) Venus started, right? Like she started this stuff like, okay, I showed you a bunch of shit. Now what are you going to do with it? So when she came out of retrograde, so the official retrograde, the shadow period started in late November. Then the official retrograde started in December, I think December 19th. So we had a good like precursor of a month before this, right? So then the whole retrograde ended the end of January. And then, and in between that, we also had a Mercury retrograde. So remember Wasn't it that. just Mercury retrograde like recently? Yeah, it just came out of it. Oh. When uh, Venus ended, so did Mercury. So Mercury ended the end of February and then Venus, her shadow ended the beginning of March. So really this is what started. Now keep in mind the winter solstice was in there too. So lots of stuff coming up for people. So now we're in March. We're ha- more than halfway through. We have the equinox today and this is like starting to release this shit, right? So now's our opportunity to kind of dive into all the shit that came up. I have not met anyone who has not been like, man, the last few months have been real intense. Every single person I know. Yeah, every single person. So now take that stuff, take a good look at it. See, are there patterns that kept showing up that I can let go of, that I can break? Last week's full moon in Virgo was on Friday. So that was like the final push. And we're still feeling the after effects because it's only Sunday. 
And so even when this is released tomorrow, like you're still feeling the after effects of the Virgo full moon on Friday. So use this opportunity to let go of all of that shit that you do not need anymore. Can I ask like, not really a call to action, Mm -hmm. but like (laughs) that sounds real overzealous for someone who is very hungover right now. Yeah. But more of like, okay, so we learned, we've gone through all of this, right? We've been sitting tight. We've been reflecting. We haven't had big purchases or, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone's been sitting tight. Right. So coming out of it, what are the physical things or the not affirmations, but what are the things that we can do to kind of like, work through it. Yeah. And I feel like it's like the first day of school again, right now. It's like, okay, it's a new season. It's new. Mm -hmm. This like, what are the things we can be doing on our own? Yeah. To put what we've learned into action. I guess it is a call to action. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. Well, well, yeah, it's a call to action for yourself. I'm really good with words. (laughs) That was real. (laughs) I'm like a walking wordle. Give me six chances. I'll figure out the word eventually. <laughs> the, so, the, the, the call to the call, the affirmation. Somebody needs to call action and find out what happened. Action. So, the best way to really like kind of dive deep into this stuff is honestly like start journaling. And even if you're just taking this time to like journal everything that kind of happened, like as a starting point. Journal everything that kind of happened over the last few months. Like if there are main things that happen that you were like, what the hell? Journal about that. So even just like the act of like writing stuff out and writing it down gives your brain a chance to kind of process everything. And you'd be super surprised when you start doing that stuff and you start putting it on paper and really letting your brain kind of work it out, you'll be amazed what starts coming up. Like that's, that's the cool part of all of this is that when you actually put the pen to paper, there's something about that physical act of actually writing stuff out that like you might be like, I don't even know where to start. Like just start with, you know what, this Christmas sucked because, and then you like, it'll just come to you. It really will. Yeah. I, and I feel like it's such a release that you don't realize you need. Yeah, exactly. And it's a safe way to do it. So you can journal it. And then if you don't have a safe space in your home to get where people won't look at it, then burn it. But at least you got it out. Right. 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 So at least it's that process. If you do rituals, go ahead and do a ritual. Like, I mean, whatever, whatever people are comfortable with. Yeah. And then seek out other things that make you happy. Self-care. Do the things that you need to do to start being more reflective and realizing like for me it's setting good boundaries Mm -hmm. and it's taking more time for myself to do certain things that I love and I feel like especially with like COVID and the rat race of all of that and like everybody playing catch up and just everything everyone's going through I feel like we came out of COVID and put more on our plate than we had on before because you feel like you're making up for something or you're trying to overcompensate for time lost or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, I know personally one of mine that I need to work on is like, okay, I need to get back to like a balance Mm -hmm. and like having a little bit more time for myself and like not carrying everything for everyone else and making sure that like I'm okay because I feel like the past two years I'm sitting on a raft and the water is pouring in and I have like a sippy cup trying to get the water out. Mm -hmm. And also there's like, like every, I feel like I'm Noah's Ark, like all the animals are on my bow and I'm trying to like juggle everything. Like that's how it's felt. 
Right. And I'm like, no, we need to get it where like I'm no longer having to like feel this desperation of success or desperation of like pleasing everybody Mm -hmm. because you're trying to make up for it. Right. Even with kids, the emotional toll that like we are all seeing. I don't have one parent that comes in that's like, no, my kid did great with COVID. Yeah. Because like <laughs> even if they did good with COVID, we are all seeing these residual effects now, right? Right. Of kind of this like echo of what COVID did. And we're there are people who are like, I think it was really traumatizing, which is sounds funny to say it's like, yeah, it was, but like no, it absolutely for was. kids who maybe seemingly got through it and were fine, right? We're still seeing these after these ripple effects that how COVID has changed things completely, right? Right. So I think even as a parent, you're taking more on emotionally and mentally and trying to like pick up things for your kids, not just physically, but like taking on their problems, taking on new problems, taking on all this stuff. So I just feel like there's been a lot of weight on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, personally, I can say moms, right. Um, and even more so for me, working moms, like mm-hmm. it has been hard not to say it's any less for anyone else, but I'm just saying in my particular situation. And so like now I'm like, okay, like we are two years out. Like I have to, and this is the two year really yeah. anniversary of when freaking COVID, you know, became a huge thing. Yeah. So I just feel like, okay, we have to learn to like take that deep breath. Mm-hmm. And I know like, you know, like you said, one of the rituals that you find that like, okay, coming out of these things is like putting pen to paper. Mm-hmm. And I think like we need those type of like things of like, okay, what now? Like, what can we do now? How should we be celebrating like kind of this new spring equinox and coming out of Venus? And what are the things that we can physically do to start making things better for ourselves? Right. Now that we've learned those lessons. Right. And I think that a big step of that is like, facing which is why I'm doing the shadow class is facing the shit yeah if you don't face the shit that happened if you're not if you're living in like I'm just going to use this as a comparison like this social media life we're like no everything's fine everything's fine everything's fine right like be honest with yourself yeah is it really fine Right. Or has this been some kind of clusterfuck of shit for the past two years and especially over the past like three or four months? Right. Like just really, I think self-awareness is huge. And I think we really need to be honest with ourselves about like what is going on right now? Like what is happening with me? Like I love how you were talking about boundaries being like your focus, like for me, it's healing. And it just so happens that it's physical healing right now, as well as mental healing, because it's like whatever you were dealing with before COVID and chances are people were dealing with some kind of situation before COVID hit. COVID likely made that whole situation way worse. Right. right. Or, or put it to the side and you never dealt with it for two years because you had to deal with COVID. Right. So really taking a look at like, I mean, uh, people use the term new normal all the time, which I hate. And, but also like, whatever, like it kind of, it fits. Yeah, it does. (laughs) But like, it doesn't have to be, I don't think that we can actually go back to what it was like before COVID. Cause now it's like, we know too much. It's almost like if you saw someone, you know, like having an affair and then you're like, well, this friendship has totally changed. Right. Like, I don't know why that was what popped in my head, <laughs> but is there anything you need to tell me? <laughs> I know. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that. Like 
you've already seen too much. Right. You and you can't it, go and back it's to not the way even it was just before. like COVID. It's everything, everything that happened. Yeah. I mean, the world regurgitated on itself. Oh, it, and it's still and regurgitating. It's still on continuing like, to. It, that has the not The world stopped. has like gone batshit in every possible way. Right. You know, so yeah, I feel like it's trying to just catch our footing before we keep going forward. Yeah. And I think what happens sometimes is we, and I am guilty of this myself, like, and this is not in any, any way placing judgment or anything. Like this is just my personal observations on shit that I've noticed about myself that I'm now like calling myself out on this stuff. But I think what happens is stuff comes up in the world and we're all focused on that. And then after a little while, it's like, okay, well that problem's solved. Right. And then you move on to something else and then something else comes up in the world and you're like, okay, but it's like, you still need to go back to like social injustices are still a thing that did not get solved in 2020. It did not get solved in 2021. It's not something that's getting solved like anytime soon. It's something that we have to continuously work on. right? Right. And it's like that with every part of your being, like your mental health, you don't solve it by going to a few therapy sessions. You don't solve all your problems with that. It's consistent work continue to work on yourself and work on those issues. Like, listen, we all, we all have childhood trauma. Let's be honest. Like each one of us has experienced something in our childhood or even in our adult life that we never processed correctly. So it's like, that doesn't just magically go away because you keep shoving it into the sand. Right. Absolutely. It's really like, and that's what I find about all of this, like self-work and this healing work and stuff is that there's no end to it. Like it's continuous. It's a new shit is always coming up, which is super fun, but it's like, there's not an easy solution, which I think is a lot of what society looks for is like that fast way to lose weight. Yep. Exactly. That fast way to get rid of stuff like, Oh, you don't like that you're aging here, put something in your body to fix it, which I mean, I'm all about, but <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. No. And again, this is not coming from a judgment place. This right. is just coming from like, this is what I'm observing right. about myself. So, and these are a lot of things that we have to unlearn. So when you guys are like planning things, you know, we're just, we're figuring things out as we go along, right? As you can tell from our podcast. (laughs) But one of the things that Anna and I have actually gotten pretty serious about is planning for expenses. We both have children and we're trying to figure out like, can we pay for college? Can we help them like when they're getting married or buying houses? And for me, I'm in a trade. I'm always thinking about my retirement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now with my 37 jobs, like with a lot of them, (laughs) I'm an independent contractor. So that's like a new level that I never really had to worry about before. And I feel like all of us, you know, I mean, for at least Anna and I, right, we're like both around the age of 40 is what I will say. Mm -hmm. And we feel like at this age, we should probably have a better grasp on our finances than we do 
do. Especially since I want to retire at 50. Yeah, we got to figure this shit out real quick. So we had Nick Ludwa on our podcast. And as you guys know, he works for Harbortown Financial Group. And we have both been able to meet with him. And what's great is that he helps with retirement and investment and mm -hmm. financial planning. And basically, he's going to make sure that y'all not broke later in life because that is important. Yeah. And especially if you have debt, sometimes like coming out of my divorce, I had a ton of debt and he can totally put you on a path of like how you can get out of that and what you can do to really like, and now my car is paid off. My credit cards are paid off. Like he really helps you to just be more accountable and really just start adulting guys. Yeah. And the cool thing about Nick personally is that he's a normal person. Ugh, he's not judgy. So he's super cool. I mean, guys, he offered to fund and be our sponsor for our whole season. So obviously he's the coolest. <laughs> But for real, he's actually a normal, nice guy. And yeah. I feel like anytime I've ever been in situations or even conversations where it's about money, it's awkward and it's uncomfortable. And then mm -hmm. you feel like people are condescending or they're speaking down to you. I mean, even I'm going to say it, me as a hairdresser, it's hard for people to get to take you seriously. And a lot of times people look down at you or you feel embarrassed because you don't want to walk in because maybe you don't have the best credit or you had financial troubles in the past. The great thing about Nick is he comes from a really down to earth mentality and he's Absolutely. been through some shit in his life. Yeah. And I feel like that is why he's so cut out for this because he's really, really a normal human and he doesn't judge anyone. He's there to help. It's a non-judgmental, friendly face who will help lead you in the direction of getting you on the right path. And I think that's a really good, like easy, safe first step for all of us on the way to a financial success. Absolutely. And I feel like especially with financial stuff, it can be uh, overwhelming in general. We're like, okay, do you have I mean, even just knowing where your passwords are for all of these accounts yeah. can be overwhelming. And he just really breaks it down. And because of his personality, because he's so down to earth, like he just makes it so much easier for everybody. Yeah. He doesn't care if you're paycheck to paycheck yeah. or if you have some money in savings or maybe this is all new for you. Like he is there to truly hold your hand and guide you through this in a way that does not feel intimidating or overwhelming. And we can't say enough good things about him. So guys, make sure you call Nick over at Harbortown Financial. You guys can email him, Nick, N-I-C-K, at harbortownfinancial.com, or you can even call him at 356-3300. Happiness hit like a train on a
What a nice song. I know. I'm like, let's um, let's pick this up a little bit here. Although we don't know what is going on with our music. Who knows? Whatever. Um, but the good news is everything is over. Find a thing to do that makes you happy. Find a way to move through this now into the spring, into the new astrological year too. And now we're in Aries season. So Pisces season is water sign. It's like very um, emotional and stuff like that. So I think that was the perfect way to kind of end, wrap that up. And now Aries is fire. So Ooh. let's get it going. And it's the year of the tiger. And it's the year of the tiger. And Anna and I are going to Punta Cana. We are going to Punta Cana. Soon. So exciting. Yeah. Less than two months now. Yeah. This, this is, is so great. This is this is our time. Yeah, it is. We're getting out of this. I mean, you look like you feel like garbage. Yeah. The hangovers really having like a delayed reaction. Yeah. It's also 4000 degrees in this room. Oh, my God. So. This room is so hot. My face feels like it's on fire. It's like a sauna. It's what time is it? I feel like this is a delayed. Oh, 220. Yeah, this is about the time that it hits. <laughs> I feel like we're like the the, the it barrels in and you're yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to need a nap. <laughs> mm, yeah, I it's get that. just about time for my nappy. Oopsie. <laughs> nappy time is happy time. Um, um, but this might be a really short podcast. <laughs> yeah. So due to that, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. That's cool. I got to I got I got to go home and watch more TV. <laughs> What are you watching on TV? And I'd like to ice my butt. Well, what I'm watching on TV correlates with my weight. What? That got real out for I know. I realized as soon as it happened, it, I was like, it went sorry. into my head. Sorry. It felt like someone took like a. It's like a real role reversal today. Yeah. Like a knitting <laughs> needle and just like up into the inner parts of my brain. Sorry. All I've been doing is watching TV. So yeah. I got real excited about this. <laughs> Um, so I have been waiting while I've been on pause. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> I have been waiting for two shows to release. One is Minx on HBO Max. Oh, which I really want to watch. It's really good. So they released two episodes. I find that I get mad when they don't release <laughs> all of the episodes. Like Netflix has ruined me. No, I know. And I'm just like, what is this 1993? Yeah. Like what? Is, why are you, you going to bring back commercials week? too? I know Ugh, what's happening that I'll talk about in my next oh, show that I've been watching. Oh boy. Um, so Minx was released. Can so, you tell people like the premise of Minx? Yeah. So this, I just know that it's Max Greenfield and Jake Johnson from New Girl. And I'm just so excited for them to be on screen together again. Yikes. 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 It's because <laughs> I was trying to spell out Minx. So I added an yikes. X to yikes. Yeah. 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 So it takes place in the 70s in Los Angeles. So Los Angeles. I feel like I'm adding letters to shit. Wordle. Anyway. For real. Um, so the woman, the lead, who is Ophelia Lovabond. I'm sorry, is that her actual name? name? Like, that's amazing. Lovabond? Yeah, I really do like her, too. Oh, my um, god! So she plays Joyce. So she's, keep in mind, it's the 70s in L.A., and she is a feminist. And she is just like, I hate everybody. Like, why are these magazines, like, treating women like they just don't care? And so she develops this magazine. I forgot what it was called already. Sorry. Um, some the feminist awake or something like that. I don't know. I should have done a little more research. <laughs> I should have been more prepared. Anyway, so she creates this magazine and she goes to this um to this. Oh my God, why are words so hard today? Do I mean to read what the IMDB said? I should have just totally. <laughs> I have it on Wikipedia. Meeks is an American comedy. <laughs> 
Here we go. Hold on. Wikipedia is going to give you information about the show, not necessarily the plot line. Mm, that's premise. I guess, here we go. Okay. Premise. Okay. Set in the 1970s, a young feminist from Los Angeles joins forces with a low rent publisher to create the first women's erotic magazine. Oh, so here's the thing. She wants it to be a feminist magazine, but the, um, the guy that she works with, Jake Johnson from, um, new girl. New girl. Yes. He's great in this too. I love him. He is a publisher of like dirty mag, like smut magazines. Oh. So they start to develop the whole premise is they're creating this feminist content, but there's a bunch of naked dudes in the magazine. Isn't Max Greenfield in it too? No. Oh, why did he post about it? He was probably supporting him. Oh, well, see, I'm already walk of shaming myself. Max yeah. Greenfield. Look at you. I mean, my whole intro to this was a big walk of shame. Yeah. I don't know what just happened to me. <laughs> you guys should really go watch it. We have a lot of really factual information about the show. <laughs> It's fantastic. Although these guys aren't too, too, uh, oh no, no, they're great. So, um, so it's, it's a dirty magazine and men are the centerfold here. Is it based on a true story? I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. Um, maybe loosely. So, uh, so it's really great cast. They're so entertaining. It's super funny. I loved it. I'm only two episodes in. That's all they've released. So there's a scene where they are doing like a cast. <laughs> yeah. Is this so, your wait what? It is. Guys, yeah. welcome to Anna's wait what? Yes. And please don't call CPS. For the people who missed previous wait what's, we just need to let you guys know that Anna has my 12 year old son. There we go. Walked into or got into the car and I did not realize that my Bluetooth was playing a podcast and the podcast was about how to give better blowjobs. So, yep. That's all. We're mm. just premising this. Yeah. Okay. So what's prefacing, your new? Prefacing. This. Prefacing. Thank so, you. You're welcome. Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was upstairs in my room watching it on my iPad, right? So the kids were at school. My sister has stayed with me for the past two weeks. Baby Angel, I love her. So she's downstairs and I'm watching the show. And at one point I fell asleep. So I woke up because Max came home and he came into my room to give me a hug. And he woke me up because apparently kids can't just let their mom sleep because there's some kind of thing with that. So I woke up and I'm like, oh, hey, buddy, what's going on? So we're talking and he's not looking at me. Now I'm turned around looking at him. So then I look at the iPad and it's the scene of Minx where they're doing a casting call for the men and nobody has pants on. It's literally just like a bunch of shots of guys' dicks. Okay. And the one that happened to be on at that moment was... This guy was like literally twirling his dick around like it was a goddamn <laughs> helicopter. Right. And I look and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I just close the iPad really quick. And I'm like, I turn around, Max. I go, why? Why can't you just look away when that stuff is on? And he's like, what are you watching? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, fuck. This is like two weeks after the whole blowjob podcast. Like, come on, man. 
So now he's got to think I'm a prostitute. Like there's no <laughs> other way around this. Like what is happening now? Oh my God. Again though, you're still so I lucky know. both times. It wasn't Jude. Although I will say that I have actually seen Jude helicopter his penis around after <laughs> taking a shower. So that was, I mean, at that point, I'm sure he would have felt like very seen in that moment. <laughs> like, yes, other people do it too. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's better. I don't know which kid is better to see this because <laughs> although Jude would tell everybody. Yeah, that's, that's, yes, the, that's difference. the difference. Yeah. yeah. Jude would make it known everywhere. Yes. That yeah. His mom is watching dirty You're stuff. You're just quietly traumatizing Max. I know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, it's so bad. Yeah. So sweet. Don't watch Minx while your kids are awake. Not sponsored by CPS. <laughs> Also not open to it. (laughs) Jesus. Actually, I feel like CBS will sponsor us next year. We'll have to give (laughs) a disclaimer before every episode next year. (laughs) Not so much a sponsorship, more of a disclaimer. More of a legal representation of letting you know that we are okay as parents. If there's any lawyers that would like to represent (laughs) us next next, uh, season, please reach out. Uh, yeah. So, but Minx, great show. I'm only, again, <laughs> only two episodes in. Don't watch it around your kids. There you go. I am watching something, which we talked about briefly when Larry was here, but I did not understand the gravity of what needed to happen. Oh, if you like any housewife show on Bravo, you need to do yourself a serious favor and go on Peacock and watch The Real Housewives <gasps> of Miami. I can watch it on Peacock. Yeah. Now, let me explain something. Okay. I did not watch the first three seasons of Miami. Mm-hmm. I kind of would like have it on, like when I clean, I know like Joanna Krup- Krupka or whatever was on it. I knew like the one lady's mom who was like, had a bit, uh, a, a lot of, overly plastic surgeon um <laughs> who has now since passed so i don't want to speak ill of the dead but yeah oh my god i forgot she died yeah so but like i knew of things about miami right so mm-hmm. they filmed three seasons then they have been off the air for 10 years that's so crazy to me 10 years so now it's back and half of the cast is the old cast mm-hmm. and half of the cast is all new people mm-hmm I was like, I'll just pick up at season four. I will tell you the very first episode. You actually have to sit down and watch. You cannot clean or do anything because there's a few of them that have had so much work done that they kind of look very similar (laughs) and they are all like half Cuban. So they all have very deep Spanish accents and Mm -hmm. it's very hard to differentiate. Like I literally was like, that one's okay. That one's Alexis. That one's Adrienne. No, is that one Adrienne? You remember the Lisa Jen thing when we met oh, Lisa? Yeah. Bar- or I'm sorry, Lisa Meredith when we first met them. I was yeah. like confused. Yeah, that's kind of how the first episode felt because okay. there was so much going on. Um, it is so profound. I literally am like, they could use this in colleges to talk about family trauma. They could use this like. There is shit that happens that is so crazy on this show that I I cannot stop watching. It is one of the best housewives cities I've ever watched. Wow. And there's an interesting dynamic, which I am dying for your take because my mm. friends and I in our TV chat, they're all watching it now mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And we are like, 
it is insane. There's a dynamic with, and I, I'm truly not going to spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. There's a dynamic with some, one of the women who is bringing a man into her life, has a new man in her life. Mm-hmm. And there is major conflict with her grown children and him. Wow. And you see it full. Like, I think the thing that's been shocking for me with Miami is, you know, that like in other cities, there are like kind of producer pushed plot lines where they're like, Ooh, mm-hmm. we talk about this. Let's mm-hmm. get this going. But then, you know, they all go home and when the cameras are off, they like bitch and complain and like kind of like the Lisa Barlow moment where they just like really <laughs> let loose. Right. Mm-hmm. Miami feels like it's only the times they're fully letting loose. And I cannot believe they let cameras in. Wow. So this woman has like a sit down with her new boyfriend and her children And one of her children has a major disability and the fight between this new guy, her other grown son, who has also grown up with a brother with a disability, Mm -hmm. her, the brother with a disability. I'm watching. I think I cried like four times during the fight. Oh my God. It was like insane. And I cannot believe they allowed it to be filmed. Because it's very, very, very personal and intimate. But every single housewife, like every single woman has major traumatic backstories or like major, not little things, major things, loss of children, uh, 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 natural disaster in Haiti, like literally killed one of the girls' families. Like, I mean, it's insane. Divorce. I mean, like the least, the least traumatic thing on the show is divorce. The least traumatic. There's a woman who found out her husband like dies because he has sex with a man. Oh my god! And she what, didn't know dude, he was that's gay. a spoiler alert. I didn't say which wife. You don't know. It's <laughs> the worst. You don't know. You don't know which one. Okay. You won't. And you'll pretty much. I mean, it comes up as soon as you find out. It all comes out. Wow. But like, these are the house. It is insane. Wow. Like literally, the least, the least uh, dramatic plot line is a divorce. That's so crazy. And I'm not going to wait as long as I did to watch Ultimate Girls Trip. I'm going to watch this. Yeah, it is very good. And like I said, I did not watch previous seasons. Mm -hmm. I actually may go back just to watch because now there's a lot of uh, dynamics happening with like the old, the veteran wives Mm -hmm. versus the new wives. And I feel like there's some backstories I should probably know more about, Mm -hmm. but it's not like where it's like preventing me from getting involved in the drama or like understanding it. That's so fascinating. Yeah. And the women are spectacular. Like, I love all of them, too. It's kind of like New Jersey where, like, they all have conflicts, but you actually Mm -hmm. really like them all. Right. So it's it's very interesting. It's very hard for me to pick sides because I really like them. I cannot wait until we have Larry on again because <gasps> I, guys, it's going to be great. It really is. It really, really is. He like texted Anna and I the one night and he's like, I have so many spoilers for you guys and like bombs and <sighs> so all this great. stuff. Uh, yeah. How about I cannot wait for summer house tomorrow night <laughs> because they did not give us one last week. I know what I get so mad when that happens. I know. And they don't even tell us. Yeah, exactly. They should like tell us and then yeah. they should like mail us candy or something. <laughs> Like, we're sorry. We suck. Here's something. Oh, my God. And I have to say this. Yeah. Before we forget, speaking of TV, um, it kind of correlates with TV and kind of doesn't. 
we had Alex and Magna on our podcast. Yeah. Who was on our hustling episode. Mm hmm who we know is a dancer hustling her ass off in LA. Yes. She booked a weekly job <gasps> on the American song contest, oh my which gosh. airs tomorrow. It'll be Monday nights on NBC. They're live shows. She's in like four or five of the dances. That's she's amazing. like meeting everyone. So that starts tomorrow. So we need to make sure we watch because she's in like a lot of it. I love that. So she's an official dancer for the show, oh which gosh. is an amazing job because like you'll get residuals on it. Like it's a yeah. huge job. She has like now a contract with NBC. Oh, my God. So it's huge. And oh, I love in her time her. off next week when she's not rehearsing when she's been rehearsing 24 hours a day, literally, mm-hmm. she is traveling with Christina Aguilera to Dubai oh my God. for two shows next week. Oh, my God. So, snaps to Alex. Oh, my God. And make sure you guys watch American. I think it's like American Song Contest. Okay. So, she said it's kind of like um, Eurovision, which we don't have here. It's in Europe. But it's like all the states are represented by a singer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Miss America pageant, but with music. Oh. So all the states are represented by a singer or a musical group, and they all compete against each other. I'm sorry. Hold the phone. It's hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson. Yes. It's who, an eight-week event. Who Alex will be meeting. <gasps> Not that she cares. I mean, she's flying with Christina Aguilera to Dubai. She's like, oh, yeah, I think I'll meet them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's casual. Oh, my God. That is so cool. Yeah. So it's super cool. And then you pick. But she said, like, there's big name artists in it, too. She said, like, it's not just like unknown bands. Some of them are unknown, but some of them are actually famous bands and singers that are competing. Yeah. Artists from all 50 states, five U.S. territories and the nation's capital perform original songs across different genres as they compete for America's votes in an eight week live event that will crown one grand prize winner. Now, I could be totally wrong on this because I'm very hungover, but I think she said like Michael Bolton's in it or something. Like, oh, she said it's his there. She goes, there's actual artists mixed with people you've never heard of. This is so fascinating. So anyways, make yeah, sure you guys watch tomorrow. that. And shout out to Alex, who was a guest on our podcast. No big deal. I love um, her. I'm so excited her. for her. I know. So we have to cheer her on. I'm looking for Michael Bolton. I can't find him. I don't know. Who um, I could be wrong with Michael <laughs> Bolton. I mean, I just I kind of hope learning. you are. Because <laughs> that's not a real draw. But, right. No, I get you. Um, but we didn't tell the audience my epiphany about spoiler alerts. We did, but then we didn't use that edit. Oh, yeah, you're right. So Anna and I, so I get called spoiler alert because I spoiler alert a lot. But what- Thanks for breaking that down for us. <laughs> There was a lot of confusion as to what that nickname was about. <laughs> but I had like a major epiphany over Venus retrograde that the I can only enjoy movies and shows when I know the outcome. It actually makes me more anxious to watch when I don't. So if a movie starts to get intense, I will immediately pause, read what the end of happens at the end so that I can then enjoyably watch it. I almost can't enjoy things if I don't know how they end. So (laughs) when we discussed this the first time that we ended up editing all of that out because we messed up stuff, um, is the root of it is that she does not like not being in control of things. Yeah, major control issues. Yes. So not knowing what's good. Uncertainty is not your friend. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's the problem here. <laughs> so I feel like we could all learn from this. So this is why we share it again, because you can't handle the uncertainty of things. No. You need to know. And what's I going don't to like happen. surprises. No, she hates I do surprises. not like surprises. Genuinely hate them. Some people hard. like say that like, oh, I like surprise. I really fucking hate surprises. I like to have everything planned out. I like mm-hmm. to know everything. I like mm-hmm. to be in control of it. Yeah, that's what I have. I'm a real, I'm a Which real fun person to hang out with. Real easy to do nice things for her. But I also <laughs> will say the other, the flip of that, because ever since I've had this epiphany, I've really thought about it. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that is as I've gotten older, my circle of friends has gotten much smaller of like my closest friends. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was younger, I used to just kind of be like a hoe about friendship and be like, they're all my best friends and have like 50 people around me. <laughs> and as I've gotten older, that has gotten much, 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 much smaller. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the only friends I can have in my life are the ones I can relinquish control around. Because I feel like when I'm like with Anna or mm-hmm. with Lisa or even with Dan, I don't have to be in control. And it's like so nice because I can actually be like a backseat driver or a passenger. Right. And in and know that it's like we're either bringing the same energy like 50 50 or Mm -hmm. like I can actually just truly be a passenger and let them take the wheel for a little while. And I trust them. And I feel it's an interesting thing. That's what it is. It's because you trust us. Yes. And yeah. when you have that safety and security, you're like, it's okay, whatever happened, like whatever uncertainty happens because with I'm them. in a safe with environment. Yes. Yeah. So it's a very small, it's on my hand, the amount of people I feel that way with. So, which is why as I've gotten older, I find myself drawn more to those, those particular people because right. I just don't always want to be in control. Yeah. But it's hard to not have to in some way be in control when I'm not with those people. No, I get that. So yeah, I get that. That was my epiphany. That's a lot of growth, Faith. Thanks. I just, I just I'm want to acknowledge that because, <laughs> but that's don't a surprise me growth. because I'm still not ready for that kind of growth. I'm too tired to surprise <laughs> anyone, so you're fine. <laughs> you're safe here. Yes. <laughs> um. So the other show I want to talk about is Life and Beth. So it's Amy Schumer's new show on Hulu, which I don't have Hulu Premium, so I have to watch commercials. Oh. I hate it. I don't I have so I don't much. have Hulu Premium either. But the commercials, it's usually like four they're, commercials in sixty seconds. Yeah, like they're like, short. It's not terrible, but I still just don't like it. Anyway, this show is great. Amy Schumer is um, this character Beth, and it really goes through like it takes you kind of like through her childhood and like flashes and then present day. Um, I'm not going to say a lot about it because is it a comedy? I'm assuming. Um, it's like a it's like a dramedy. Okay, cool. So there's like serious parts, but also funny parts. I would say it's more funny than anything. Her group of friends are hilarious. I don't want to say a lot because a lot happens. Um, so I don't want to spoil anything, but I think there's like 10 episodes. So I blew through that well, minus the commercials Hulu. Well, you and Stassi Schroeder are both watching it. So I definitely need to. It's so good. It's so good because it talks about like childhood trauma. Right. It talks about like you know, how you kind of bring that shit into new relationships. Michael Sarah is in it. Oh, I love Michael Sarah. Oh my God. He is so good. I don't love him, but I love oh. him now because of this. I love him in Arrested Development. Oh, I'm I a, I'm a big Arrested Development fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But really good show. I highly recommend it. All right. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. And another show I haven't watched and I haven't looked up, if you can believe it. What? Is this new show with Renee Zellweger, The Truth About Pam? Yes. 
And it's a true story. Ooh. And my client, my very close client, mm -hmm. her aunt, who I believe she said is depicted in the show, mm -hmm. was Pam's best friend. Oh, my God. So she's like, you have to watch this because it's a true story. And I guess I actually don't know. So I can't even spoiler alert it. It Thank is God. It is an insane, insane story, apparently. Oh, the thing about Pam. the thing about Pam. <laughs> and I guess Renee Zellweger oh. put like, I don't know if she like I know she's executive producer, but like she heard the story was like this absolutely has to be a show. I believe it was on a podcast, like a true crime podcast or something. They were talking mm -hmm. about the case. And now they're pushing it, and now it's into uh, a limited series, and it's supposed to be amazing. Um, according to Wikipedia, I don't know why I keep going there. I'm sorry. The Thing About Pam is an American crime drama limited TV series detailing the involvement of Pam Hupp in the 2011 murder of Betsy Faria. Wow. So, I don't yeah. know. Okay. So anyways, um, but I hear it's like amazingly good and we should be watching it. Yeah. Also, Bridgerton comes back out. I know. So Bridgerton Friday coming is coming out. Yes. Um, and also the Kardashians are back. Um, for the five people that listen to our podcast that watch the Kardashians, that includes me. The Kardashians mm -hmm. are back on Hulu. So since we're talking about them, oh I think we need to talk about that video that Kim released because, um, oh man, that has been so controversial. It really has been. So, uh, yeah, we're going to probably be on different sides of this. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. So her whole thing about like, and we have two minutes to debate this. Yeah. Get your fucking ass up and work. Like, okay. I understand where she was coming from. But fucking read the room, Kim. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Yeah. I reposted the story right. because I'm not going to lie. I'll be real blunt. Yeah. I, Venus retrograde and actually COVID mm -hmm. has really showcased people that have been trying to find shortcuts to success in my life. Mm -hmm. People who do not want to put the hard work in, right. but they do want the end result yep. or the people who are not putting the hard work in, but they are showing on social media as if they were. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of people out there who think they're above working hard that look at maybe me or other people that work really hard in our jobs and mm -hmm. think that we should be working smarter, not harder, mm -hmm. which there are definitely ways to adjust how we work, but I definitely think there is a lost respect for the generation of people who do work their asses off. Just like there's more focus on degrees and trades. Right. I think there is some major issues that I know I have dealt with head on between COVID and between a lot of other things mm -hmm. that I have been in positions where I find that working hard is no longer a respected thing. People think I'm stupid for working as hard as I am because they just don't value hard work. I get that. So, I think that, again, good message, good message, <laughs> but read the room. I feel like if it came from anyone but her who came <laughs> from a very privileged life yeah. that it, and that's what sucks about it, because I do think like I 
I agree with you. We're in the yeah. same boat here where I yes, mean, I've got are. fucking you six have, jobs. You have 18 W-2s coming your <laughs> way. Exactly. I know you so, get like, that. The working hard, that's part of who we are. That's how we grew up. That's what we saw growing up. I also think that the next generation, Z, Gen Z, I don't know why I'm totally I don't like. Know. I'm working. I think it's going to go into the Spanish alphabet. So. I, <laughs> I think it's Gen Z or the Greek. Gen Dose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So Gen Z, I also want to say that I think they also deserve credit because I think that we all work very hard, no doubt, but to a fault where now it's almost become like we're martyrs, right? Right, right. Where, oh, you didn't have to do any of that because I worked hard. It's like, I mean, when you think about like women's rights, right? The reason why we were able to do so many things is because generations before us opened a shit ton of doors for us. Right. So I think I do like that they're having this whole work smarter, not harder thing. However, there does not need to be like this disrespect for the generation before them. Exactly. Who opened a lot of doors. Yes. So that's that's my kind of take on it. We're like, yeah, we work hard because that's how we were brought up. Well, also in some cases for me, mm-hmm. I work hard because I was not born with money. Right. Amen. And I was broke having a child at 21. Yeah. And I tell Lisa all the time, no matter how successful I become, there will never be a part of me that doesn't feel like the broke 21 year old who was overdrafted and deep into credit card debt. Yeah. And I think if you've ever experienced serious financial ish, like, like trauma almost. Right. That you, there is a part of me, no matter what I do, no matter what my bank account says, no matter what measures of success I hit in my life, mm-hmm. there will never be that I, in the heart and soul of me, right. will be a poor, broke kid. Yeah. Cause so I think that's what you also part of it for yeah. me. Well, and I think that's why we get so defensive about it. Absolutely. I get very defensive about it. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, what part of this are we projecting our own shit on? And like, which is why read the room, Kim. Well, I'm going to go the opposite way on this Mm -hmm. because I totally hear and respect everything you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot, I've read a lot about people who are like, you know, not all of us were born with what you were born with. And Mm -hmm. I agree, but I also will say this and come with me on this journey. If you will, (laughs) how many, rich assholes Mm -hmm. do we all know either in celebrity worlds like whatever world you want to put that arena in or in our lives people who were born with a silver spoon in their mouth Mm -hmm. who do nothing because they don't need to because they were born rich right you're or who fucking wasted away or who don't do anything to give back to society Mm -hmm. or who don't continue to create a name for their generations under them. Mm -hmm. How many people do we know whose families worked their asses off, gave them all this money and they pissed it away? Agreed. So in that same respect, yes, Kim was born with a shit ton of money, Mm -hmm. but she did not have to be a hard worker or a charitable person because plenty of people with a lot of money grow up to be pieces of shit. You're right. So I will say that having that much money and that much work ethic to me, I have more respect because she didn't have to have that work ethic. Right. She was never a poor kid. 
So having that work ethic when being handed a fucking silver spoon, a golden spoon, mm-hmm. I actually give her a lot of credit because I'm like, well, you know what? She you, has built You didn't an have empire. to do that. And she has built You could have faded out just like everybody else. I mean, how many of these celebrities and idiot socialites and all these people <laughs> waste away their fucking money? And you're like, dude, really? This is what you're doing with it? Right. And I'm like, we're not going after Charlie Sheen for fucking buying tiger blood and drinking it. And like the how many times do you read about these dumbass people? I think like freaking um was it? Oh my god, I want to say French vanilla. It's so not his name. I'm what? Like losing my mind. Vanilla ice. Oh my god. French I'm like, <laughs> I can't even think of words. But like he went bankrupt. Like so many of these celebrities go and make this money and then fucking buy tigers and shit Isn't, and piss their MC money Hammer away go bankrupt yeah too? yeah and it's like they fucking wasted their money on sure. stupid shit and what is he doing now do you hear him giving back to charity do you hear him doing any of these things no mm-hmm. so it's like she had a shit ton of money and she's making more yeah so i totally respect what you're saying yeah and, and i totally same, respect same what here. people are saying that like like you said, read the room. Like it seems like a very insensitive statement to say, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh yeah, work your ass off, but you don't really need to. But I'm also like, but that's kind of why it's cool that she's saying that. Because again, I know a lot of spoiled people who did not ever know what it was like to be poor or broke, who criticize me for working as hard as I do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm more defensive and taking it more personally on that, which is my issue. I understand that (laughs) fully. That is growth. Absolutely. (laughs) But I think that's why I'm I'm a little more prone to defend her on it. No, I get that. Because she could be doing a lot of things with her money. Yeah. I could totally see that side of it. Yeah. So I'm so glad we talked about it. Like we had nothing to talk about now. It's an hour podcast. Yeah. See? There you go. Told you. Told you it'd work out. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I do not. Neither do I. And I really need an app. Yeah, you do. Guys, thanks so much. This was like a more serious one, which are sometimes my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. Although I have to say the one with your mom might go down as my favorite of all time. So many people love that one. Oh my gosh, guys, by the way, we've had like, I've had more people come up to us about listening to our podcast and what we're realizing is that it's not just our friends listening to this. Actually, <laughs> I'm pretty sure none of our friends listen to this. I think our I, friends yeah. over have like gotten so annoyed with the two of us that they're like, fuck these girls. They don't even listen. We it's actual listeners now. <laughs> it's two, two and a half years in. And we love the shit out of you guys because you oh. are not obligated to listen to us. And you guys still are. And we want to say thank you. Okay. I'm I don't want to call you out about your math. But I feel like I need to call you out about your math for this one. What do you mean on my math? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Our very first episode. Oh, June. June 2019. June 2019. Yeah. So we're going to be three. In June. In June. So we're like two and a half. I'm going to round up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're almost three. Yes. With age, I usually round down. I thought for sure. I thought for sure that it was 2018. That uh, makes it was a lot 2019. Of sense that makes it was a lot 2019. Of sense now. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I just double checked. It is 2019. Um. And the reason I know that is because we started filming like pretty or filming. <laughs> we started filming. We're so famous. We started. We started um filming um. <laughs> I'm still saying recording. Filming. Jesus. 
Oh God, the hangover. Yeah. We started recording right after the Game of Thrones finale. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I remember it, which was June 2019. That's hilarious. That's how I remember it because the very first episode, I was really upset about Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh my God. So that's how I remember. (laughs) Um, Okay. Big deal. Nerd alert. Yeah, no, it's totally cool. Um, All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yes, this was an awesome episode. We really can't thank you guys enough, though. Yes, please take care of yourself. Out I there. just inst- I complimented our own episode. I know. I appreciate delirious. it. <laughs> Go take a fucking nap, dude. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Love you. Bye.